Hey y'all, uh, got to issue a little correction of this episode. I, in this episode, I say that uh, Putin authorized the use of tactical, uh, low yield tactical nuclear weapons inside Ukraine. That is false as, as of today. That is a false statement that I said in this episode. And I'd like to just issue a correction on that. The truth is that the leader of the Republic of Chechnya, which is inside the Russian Federation and part of the Russian Federation, he's a little bit of a a loose cannon, and he called on Putin to use tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine. So Putin himself did not order the use of tactical tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine as of today, October 1st, 2022. And that was false information that I said in this episode. Everything else is totally true, but that was false. So uh, thanks for being patient with me. Things like that will happen occasionally, but I am issuing a correction on that. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. The podcast is Tanner Talks About Stuff That Happened. I'm Tanner. I'm talking about stuff that happened. I'm going to jump headlong into this because we got a little bit to talk about today, but it's about to get kind of wild. So before I do that, remember that if you enjoy the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Drop me a five-star review. Let me know that you're enjoying what you're hearing. Helps other people get involved with the conversations about history, and it's a little confidence boost to me. It means a lot to me when people leave a little... Little, little something something on uh, on Apple Podcasts for me to read and let very say they say specific things that they enjoy about the podcast. But I'm just gonna barrel right through that. I'm not gonna spend too much time on that because wow, have we have some crazy? Do we have some crazy developments to talk about? We do. There's a lot. There's a lot. Like I'm gonna actually try to do this in one take. I never do these in one take, but I'm going to try to do this in one take. So I'm going to stumble over my words all over the place, but there's a lot that we're going to talk about concerning the situation between Russia and Ukraine, because it has hit a new level of insane. Like, I don't know if I can emphasize this enough that this war between Russia and Ukraine has officially reached levels where it could very much boil over into another great world war. And that makes me nervous. So that's why I'm here to talk about that a little bit. So in the last like 48 hours, we've had some crazy developments. First of all, Ukraine has officially filed to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. If you remember, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that the North Atlantic Treaty Organization is the reason that there is a war happening in Ukraine today. Ukraine wanted to join the European Union. Uh, I think... I think they eventually did. I think they did join the European Union. Russia didn't like that. So Russia tried to influence Ukrainian politics. Ukraine had a revolution back in 2014. Then Ukraine joined the European Union against Russia's wishes. Uh, Then the areas of Luhansk and Donetsk uh, separated. They seceded from Ukraine. Well, claimed to secede from Ukraine. And Russia moved troops into those regions. They started fighting a civil war inside Ukraine. While also Ukraine was technically fighting a war with Russia. But it was not fully declared. That's been going on since 2014. Then we're in 2022, eight years later. And now Putin has officially launched an enormous invasion of Ukraine. Because in late 2021, early 2022... Ukraine started showing interest in joining the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Remember, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization was formed post-World War II as a means to combat the rising tide of Soviet and communist influence in Europe. North Atlantic Treaty Organization was formed with the express interest of defending countries, like-minded democratic capitalist countries, against the creeping totalitarianism of the Soviet Union, and the Soviet Union answered by forming the Warsaw Pact. So that was a close World War III moment, but 
we are... I mean, obviously the Warsaw Pact is dissolved and there's arguments that the North Atlantic Treaty Organization is defunct and there's no reason for it to exist anymore because the Warsaw Pact was dissolved and the Soviet Union is no longer a threat. But anyway, Ukraine wanted to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Russia did not like that at all. So Russia invaded Ukraine. That's one of, one of the many reasons that Russia invaded Ukraine. And now, like eight months later, we still have a war in Ukraine. But that war has really developed since the since the onset of it. Now, we remember when Russia declared war on Ukraine, Russia just cleaned house in Ukraine. It, like, swept through all these, like, huge swaths of territory, like, just smashing through Ukrainian defenses and really took a toll on the Ukrainian military. But Putin had this idea, and he proclaimed this, very, he was very vocal about his idea of how this war would go, and he believed that he would take Kiev in a matter of weeks. I mean, he said a matter of days, but that was an exaggeration. But I truly believe that he thought that he would take the Ukrainian capital city of Kiev in a matter of weeks. Now, it's eight months dragging on. There are tens of thousands of Russian casualties. The cost of the war is mounting. The... Uh, the sanctions imposed by all these Western nations have really taken a toll on the Russian economy because Putin was like, oh, we can take some sanctions if it's only just for a couple weeks. But no, this has been dragging on for a long time. It's wearing on the Russian people. The Russian people do not totally support the war. It's, it's really complicated there. And so Putin is about to throw a Hail Mary. But before I talk about the Hail Mary, we got to recap, like, of course... Ukraine wanted to join NATO, but then Ukraine, after the first couple months of the war, Ukraine said, you know what? Nope, we're actually, we don't want to join NATO. We're not interested in it. We don't care anymore. Obviously, there's a war going on on the home front. That's one thing that we can let go of. We don't need to stress about being part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization anymore. We got to focus on fighting a war against a much larger, much more militarily superior power. Well, in a surprise twist of events... Ukraine has officially filed to be part of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Which means, if Ukraine joins the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, to my understanding, I could be wrong about this, but to my understanding, if the North Atlantic Treaty Organization accepts that application to join the organization, immediately every member nation would be at war with the Russian Federation. Basically, immediately. So that means France, Belgium, the Netherlands, Britain, North Macedonia, Italy, Germany, Poland, Norway, like all of these nations would immediately, and the United States and Canada, they would immediately be in a war with the Russian Federation immediately. So that's world, that is World War Three. Like without, there's no, there's no buts about it. It is absolutely World War Three. That is a global war that would involve almost every major power in the world. Now, let us not forget that Russia has been increasing its ties with China recently. And so, you know, China could actually join that war and Russia has really close ties with Syria and Iran, which means that Syria and Iran could join the war and that could get really, really messy really quick. But anyway, so that's what happened in the last 48 hours is that Ukraine officially applied to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which they said only months ago they had no more interest in in doing. This is a very, this is very much a surprise turn of events in Ukraine, and this could spell disaster for world politics. Okay, and to make matters worse, if that wasn't scary enough, to make matters worse, Russia has officially annexed huge swaths of Ukraine. And, and by huge swaths, I mean, as far as I'm, as far as I know, they annexed four territories in Ukraine, including Donetsk and Lugansk. So it's in the east and it's in the south. They annexed a 
an area as large as North and South Carolina, this is not just a little, like some territory, some territorial gains. This is a huge portion of Ukraine that they just annexed. Russia just took it from them. Now, you know, obviously Russia said, you know, we're holding a referendum. We're letting people vote on it. But in, at the end of the day, the people who voted on this voted 99% in favor of joining the Russian Federation, which I don't know if you've ever been part of any sort of voting anything ever in your entire life. But with territorial changes that drastic, it's very unlikely that 99% of people in that area want to join a different country than what they have been part of for the last 30 years. I just don't believe that that's accurate. But nevertheless, Putin said, yep, this is fair. This is a free election. People chose. They want to be part of the Russian Federation. So Russia officially annexed these territories. According to Putin, these territories, first of all, Donetsk and Lugansk, and then an area in southeast Ukraine and an area in, so of, an area in southern Ukraine, right, up, right north of Crimea, those areas are now part of Russia, according to Putin. Like, there's no arguing that. There's no arguing that. In Putin's eyes, these areas are now part of Russia. Which means... Now, I said this a couple weeks ago. What I believed actually came true. I'm blowing my own mind with this because I actually made a prediction that came true. But what that means is that if Ukrainian soldiers attack these areas that is considered an attack on Russian soil by Putin, which means that Putin can then justify mobilizing his entire nation against Ukraine. If you remember up to this point, the war in Ukraine in Russia's eyes is still classified as a special military operation, kind of like what the United States did in Iraq. It's not classified as an actual real life war yet, according to Russia. But in the last week, Putin has mobilized his entire nation to prepare for an all-out war, which means that he's preparing, he, he started drafting people, he's started really building up his military, he started gearing large portions of his economy toward a war effort, he's planning for a massive push against Ukraine, like something unlike anything we've seen at this point. Like, this war is about to reach a whole new level of nasty, because Putin is about to officially declare war on Ukraine if Ukrainian soldiers attack any of the territory, any of the territory that he has claimed to annex into part of Russia. So that stresses me out because if Russia declares an all-out war against Ukraine, I imagine that's the end game for Ukraine. Ukraine has really held its own in this to my surprise, I did not believe that they were going to be able to hold out as long as they have. I thought I thought the war would be over by now and Russia would have claimed complete victory. They have held their own against this behemoth that is Russia. But what we haven't taken into consideration is that this is still a special mil military operation in Russia's eyes. This is not an all-out war. And it could become an all-out war very quickly because Russia has annexed all this territory and now considers it part of Russia. Okay. Now, in other news, according uh, also, you know, related to Ukraine, Pre uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping went to Putin directly and he said, hey, you got to wrap this up. You got to wrap this thing up in Ukraine. This is not boding well for any of us. Now, we know that China's economy is in dire straits right now. I talked about it in a uh, recent episode, but China is not doing hot 
on the economic stage. In fact, in the next year or so, China's economy could very well completely collapse, completely fall apart. China needs global cooperation if it wants to save its economy, or it needs an enemy, which, you know, it could invade Taiwan and consider that a war, unite its people against a common enemy, revamp its factories, revamp its GDP, uh, push it toward war manufacturing. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that it could do in order to try to revamp its economy. But the best, most peaceful, most least destructive way to go about this would just be, you know, global cooperation, make some deals with some foreign countries. But China can't do that right now because China is closely tied with Russia. It's conducting military operations with Russia, right? Not military operations, but military drills with Russia right now. And a lot of world powers are like, hey, if you're on board with Russia, we're not on board with Russia. So we're not on board with you by extension. So China knows that this war needs to end in order to have that same global cooperation. So Xi Jinping went straight to Putin and he was like, yo, homie, you got to wrap this up. This war has got to end very, very soon. So Russia relies very heavily on the purchase of oil, uh, on, on China purchasing oil from Russia and on other Eastern nations purchasing oil from Russia, right? Especially right now when the United States and most European nations are not actively purchasing energy or oil from Russia. So Putin kind of has, you know, he kind of has to, has to bend the knee to Xi Jinping. And Xi has said, this has got to end. This war has got to end. So Xi Jinping asked that he, he told that to Putin about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. And since then, the huge Ukrainian offensive has gained significant ground in Russia. Russia has ordered a partial mobilization of its military and economy against Ukraine. Putin has called for a draft since then. Putin annexed huge swaths of Ukraine. And also, this is just out today. This is out in the last 24 hours. Like, even in the last 12 hours. Putin essentially ordered the use of tactical nuclear weapons against Ukraine. Now, before you freak out, we're not talking in this specific instance, we're not talking Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Tsar Bomba, uh, nuclear weapons. We're not talking like the huge, massively city wiping, destructive nuclear weapons. We have developed a ton of technology since then. We're looking in this arena. We are now looking at uh, small scale tactical nukes, still huge explosions still could cause a ton of damage, but nothing like we saw at the end of world war two. So when you hear nuclear weapon, there's going to, I can promise you, I can absolutely promise you without a shadow of a doubt, news agencies are going to take this and absolutely run with it. Like Putin wants to wipe Ukraine off the map. No, what, what good would that do him? Why would he wipe Ukraine off the map? There's no good in that for him. That would cause a global war because you know, Western nations have promised that if Putin uses nuclear weapons and wipes cities off the map of Ukraine, it, they will consider it a declaration of war because that's a violation. That's a, that's like an, a blatant violation of the Gene Geneva Convention, like a hugely blatant violation of that. And so that would mean global war. And Putin doesn't want that. He just wants to protect his nation of Russia. And this is, and he thinks he's doing that by invading Ukraine and causing tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of casualties potentially. So he did straight up call for the use of the use of small scale tactical nuclear weapons. And that will probably happen. And that will cause a lot of destruction. It will be very, very sad. But will that elicit a Western response? 
is that the final tipping point that leads to a global, uh, to a third world war? I don't know. I don't think so. But we'll see. So, really quickly, I want to just give my take on why Putin annexed part of Ukraine. Um, I believe that Putin annexed Ukraine because of the Ukrainian counteroffensive. Because Ukraine kept claiming that it was going to... Uh, it was going to launch a huge counteroffensive in southern, southern and southeastern Ukraine. It was going to try to recapture Kherson, the huge city, the really, the only really big population center that Russia has taken so far. And they said this for weeks. They're like, "Hey, we're going to retake Kherson. We are uh, going to establish a million-man army. We're going to wipe Russian units out from southern Ukraine. We're going to retake it." And then. In a surprise move, they attacked northern Ukraine, where Russia had captured lots of territory, and they swept through tons of northern Ukraine. They retook, I mean, huge areas, like huge swaths of territory, and by huge, I mean like the size of, like the size of Virginia, they retook that much territory. They retook a lot of territory, and as that was going on, uh, their counteroffensive stalled, and they were, they were preparing to mount another wave of it. And while they were preparing to mount, that's when Russia, that's when Putin annexed parts of Ukraine into Russia. And he did it really quickly. He did it with, within a matter of days, he did it, which is a ridiculous amount of time to annex that much territory into your nation. And maybe he was planning it for a long time. I don't know, but I think it was a rash decision because he knew that Ukraine would then hesitate if they said, actually, this is now part of Russia. So if you attack this territory, you're attacking Russian soil. They knew that Ukraine would hesitate if that were to happen. I believe that's why Russia speedily annexed this territory. Now, a lot of national, a lot of national figures don't recognize this annexation. And if this war ends and Russia has to, has to concede in some capacity, which I believe this is probably, this may end in a stalemate. If this war ends, I believe that Ukrainian borders will be restored. Maybe Luhansk and Donetsk will return to being independent status. Maybe the Ukrainian civil war will continue, or maybe they'll become part of Russia. Luhansk and, Lugansk and Donetsk, though, that's different because that's been a territory that's been fought over for the last eight years. But the territory in the south of Ukraine, that's diff that is territory that has been Ukrainian for the last 30 years. And... It's very sudden that Russia has decided, yep, we're going we're, we're gonna to confiscate this. This is part of us now. So if the war ends, I believe that's going to go back into Ukrainian hands if it ends in a stalemate. But it might not because we got a lot of things coalescing right now. First of all, Russia has annexed part of Ukraine. So if Ukraine attacks that territory, Russia considers it a an attack on its own soil and uses that to justify its people in uh, full mobil mobilization to wipe Ukraine off the face of the earth, basically. Wipe the Ukrainian army off the face of the earth, at least. We've had uh, Russia say that they're authorizing the use of tactical nuclear weapons against Ukraine. Remember, small nuclear weapons, not really, not, not big ones, not Hiroshima, not Nagasaki, not Zarbamba. We're talking about small scale nuclear weapons, but that has been authorized. And so we might see that. It's important to point that out, that we might see that. Xi Jinping, president of China, president of the Chinese Communist Party, has said to Russia, it's time to put an end to this. Whether you lose or whether you win, it's time to end this war. This is not good for any of us. And 
Putin has started drafting hundreds of thousands of people into his army. He's ordered the partial mobilization of his people and his economy toward the war effort. I mean, look at it. Ukraine filed to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. That's huge. What does this all mean? In my opinion, it means we are in the end game of this war. This is what it's going to come down to. This war, I believe, in the next couple months is going to come to an end, whether it's by diplomacy, whether it's by an explosive, destructive, murderous end where hundreds of thousands are slaughtered, whether it's we end in a giant global thermonuclear war, whether it's we go and we put boots on the ground in Ukraine and it results in a ground war, World War Three. whether it's, I mean, I don't know. But the stakes have become so high. Things have gotten so... Like, this is a powder keg that's about to blow into a million smithereens. And it's about to take a whole lot of us with it. We are in the endgame. The war between Russia and Ukraine is about to come to an end. The stakes have not ever been higher than they are... Than they've gotten in the last 48 hours. And... I mean, this is big. This is very, very big. I don't want to stress anybody out, but this is big. This is a significant development. Like, and, and I can't believe that none of us are like really looking at like news agencies are not actually being like, Hey, whoa, let's, uh, maybe we should stop giving all this money and all these weapons to Ukraine because this war might end and it might not favor Ukraine. Now look, Ukraine has made a ton of gains. They have won a lot of significant battles. The Ukrainian military has stepped up their freaking game lately and they are just on a rampage. They're on a roll, but it can only go so far. Russian morale is really low, but if there's an attack on Russian soil, maybe that could bolster their morale enough to really make some serious gains in Ukraine. I don't know. I'm, I mean, look, I'm rambling at this point. I've really said all I need to say today. This is my, this is my emergency update, but look, like I always say, we're in for a great global shakeup. It's impossible to, uh, to deny at this point, stock markets crashing. Um, nations are looking at adopting cryptocurrencies. They're looking at, uh, establishing their own central bank digital currencies. Now I'm really into crypto, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Countries are collapsing. Sri Lanka is completely collapsed. China's economy is collapsing. Russia's economy is collapsing. We've got a war between Russia and Ukraine. We've got a possible potential war between China and Taiwan, which hasn't happened yet, which has really surprised me. I totally thought that was going to happen. But we're looking at food shortages. Energy prices across Europe are skyrocketing. I mean, look, we're in for a shakeup. I don't know how bad it's going to get, or maybe that'll be really good. I don't know. But we're in for a shakeup. So remember, like I always say, make a date with people you love. Go spend some time with your family. Stock up on food storage. Take up a hobby that you really enjoy. Spend a lot of time doing things that make you happy. Because most of us are going to be okay. I believe that most of us are going to be okay. But it might be kind of hard for a minute. And it's going to be easier to endure this shakeup if you're doing things you love with people that you love being around. I will always say that. Can't say it enough. All right. I'm going to sign off for today. That's all I really had to say for today. That's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little more unhinged than I usually am. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I, I'm, I, this is, this is more freaked out than I've been up to this point. And I feel like that's justified. 
why are media agencies not freaking out like Tanner is on his little podcast that he sits at his desk and and records every once in a while it intermittently with no set re- like release schedule as of yet and maybe some, I'll get there I'll get there but why are these news agencies not looking like hey maybe this is kind of scary maybe this is something to, you know maybe we should pull all of this money out of you I don't know I don't know I, again I'm rambling and I'm 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 sorry um if you got this far thank you I love you. Um, I'll be back with another update next time something big happens. In the meantime, when I get the time, I'll be working on the final episode of my Conflict of Nations series, which I will, I promise, release at some point. And then I will compile those all into a master giant episode. That will happen. I can promise you that. That will happen. All right. I love you. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. Tanner, signing off.